We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Another helping of the Pack-A-Day podcast, where every day is Packer game day. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Fralick. Alongside me, the passionate hockey fan, Janelle Mackey. Yeah. Janelle, what's happening today? Yep, uh, with football done, been watching a lot of hockey, but also being very disappointed in the Minnesota Wild, so I'm going to focus a little bit more on football right okay. now. Okay, <laughs> okay. I can absolutely say I think the only amount of hockey I've watched in the last... Oof, year and a half is probably like game seven of a finals. Yep. And that's about it. Maybe a gambler game or two, as we've discussed. Always yeah, a good time. Absolutely. That's that's my extent of hockey, so I'll defer to you on any of those conversations at any point. Uh, but today, the main reason for our episode is not to discuss uh, potential free agents, um, not to discuss any, you know, crystal ball looks at do the Packers trade out of the first round with their two picks. Um, nothing around those lines. We're going to stick to football and football that's being played, and that is the AAF, um, the new football league, I guess, that has started. So, Janelle, let's, 
I mean, I'm getting up to speed with this league as much as you are, I would say. The last two weeks have kind of been a crash course for me. I heard about it last spring. They're like, hey, new league, the Alliance of American Football. And I'm like, I love football. Why would I not want to watch that? Exactly. And then towards the end of the season of the NFL, they're promoing it a little bit on CBS. You're like, dang, this is going to start one week after the Super Bowl? Like, yeah, like that's going to tide me over till college basketball, you know, March. So uh, what, what have you learned so far? And then I'll add in what I know. Um, I guess, like, I haven't been able to watch any of the games yet. I mean, it's been, what, 18 days since sure. they officially kicked off the league. Mm-hmm. So it's very new, aside from kind of the little bit of information we've been hearing over the year, uh, like you said. But, yeah, I mean, to start the league the week after the Super Bowl is crazy because nobody really knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, football's done, and everyone's kind of like, well, now what? So, yeah, it definitely fills those football needs, but it's also, like, from my understanding, it's kind of like a, like a league for second chances. Yeah. Which I, I really like that. I think it's great. Um, a lot of these players who were undrafted, kind of floating around between, like, five different teams, maybe try to play a little CFL, find themselves here, mm-hmm. and some of them kind of making names for themselves on definitely. a different stage. Definitely, definitely. Um, so a little background again on the AAF. Uh, you know, they announced it back in March of 2018. There's a lot of former players that are part of it, general managers. Um, let's name off a few. Uh, so Charlie Ebersol, whose father is Dick Ebersol, was the founder, I believe, of like TNT and CBS and what have you. He's kind of the CEO. And then more people would under you know know who these guys are. Bill Polian is the co-founder and head of football. Troy Palomalu is the head of player relations. J.K. McKay, not really sure who that is, is the head of football operations. Tom Veet, um, head of business ops. Heinz Ward, Jared Allen, Justin Tuck, all mixed in there as well. So a bunch of former players. Um, Bill Polian, obviously, everyone knows of him with being with the Colts. But um, it's cool to see those guys still a part of it. It sounds like there's other players that will be you know mixed in. It looks like Adam Archuleta will be doing some games on the CBS Sports Network, just doing play-by-play, Maurice Jones-Drew, Marvin Lewis mixed in. So, uh, I mean, a lot of former players either or coaches just getting back in the mix, whether or not, you know, it's their not their second chance, but maybe it's their first chance at broadcasting. So you see that going on. But I I personally, I think we wouldn't be doing our Packer fans justice if we didn't somehow tie this into Packer Nation. So the way we're going to do that today and thankfully, Zach Cruz had put out an, uh, an article a couple weeks ago, um, and we were able to use his you know, data that he collected of the 22 players. I found another one about um, from the uh, Journal Sentinel, showed another couple ties to Wisconsin with former players and coaches. So we're going to crush through these names. There's about, I would say, 25 of them, maybe more that we don't know about that Somehow, maybe a player was associated, but from all things considered, we have a list of about two dozen players. We're going to just burn through here and you know give a, give you your take on if you maybe if you remember more than half of these players, I would be you know props to you as a yeah, Packer fan. I think I only had like maybe five names, if anything, listed or highlighted on sure. my list. Players that I actually yep. remember because most of them undrafted, didn't see the field. Mm-hmm. Maybe didn't even see two weeks of football with the Packers. No, so. and that's that's a case for many, like you said. So let's start with. Um, I want to start with actually this name because it's gonna. This is gonna pull so far back to August, you know, when we first did our first episode. So this name is Joel Bognan, running back for the Salt Lake Stallions. 
I don't know how good your memory is, but we're recording in Lambeau Field in the atrium, mm-hmm. and we're going through the running backs, our first episode. And I made the decision at the time, don't know why, we didn't even consider talking about this gentleman because he was on the practice squad. I didn't know how to pronounce his name. You said, I don't know who this is either. I said, well, let's just not even worry about it. And so, lo and behold, he's on the Salt Lake Stallions now. Do you remember this conversation or no? I feel like I vaguely remember. Don't lie to me. I vaguely remember. You vaguely remember? Okay, good. Okay, okay. Because there was some running backs and we were like, we're not even going to talk about this Not going to talk about this guy. We're more worried about Aaron Jones coming off suspension. Exactly. And full circle, here we are talking about him again. Uh, So what do we know about Joel Blogman? What do you got down? I don't really Um, have much. I know if he played for the Packers for a short spell. I know his name is pretty hard to pronounce. Very hard to pronounce. Very hard to pronounce. Yeah, didn't like still not too much information on him no. coming in. I mean, running back, um it's only been 2 weeks. People are still trying to make their names. I don't think he's really done anything outstanding I, for him I want to say actually going through the stats cuz I'm not a you know, a full-fledged AAF fan like I am an NFL fan. I want to say he's like top 5 in rushing right now. Really? I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that was the stats I was looking at before we started in this episode. Um, so, be that as it may, maybe he's you know up there as a decent running back for them right now. But the Salt Lake Stallions do have four other players on their team. I think they have the most Packers. Uh, who's the next one on our list? Uh, we got Adonis Jennings, wide mm-hmm. receiver for the Stallions. Yep. What do we know about him? Well, he was an undrafted free agent um, coming out of Temple this year. He's about a 6'2 receiver. Uh, he actually got a tryout for the Packers this year. Uh, was on the practice squad. Obviously, again, didn't last too long because we don't really know much about him. But um, you know, he did. He didn't. You know, get a tryout. It's not like he was signed like after the you know the draft and came on. But you know, he was on the practice squad. So the next one on the list is Austin Davis, and this is one of the ones I know I can see what you're doing right now because yeah. I had the same problem. Not Austin Davis, the quarterback who yeah. floated around the league for whatever. It's Austin Davis, center. He he was one of the two or three that I had so much difficulty finding information on. I know he played at Duke, and that was the best I could come up with. Uh, so Duke, center, plays for the Stallions. I'm assuming he's their starting center at this point for the Stallions, but... I, did you know who Austin Davis was when we started even the episode today? No. No, not a clue. I honestly, nope. And he, yeah, like you look and there's just no statistics, no game. Like No. Maybe, like he played four preseason games, um, I don't even in 2018 mm-hmm. it looks like. So nothing too crazy about him. Not, not a big name, but he's still a, a Packer tie. Absolutely. But I mean... He's a center, and if he was going to be in the league for the Packers, I mean, he'd be playing behind Corey Lindsley, sure. who was very, very good at his job. Mm-hmm. So absolutely makes sense that he didn't really make it that far with the Packers. Scale back. I had to look it up. Bwagnan is number four in the league oh, in rushing okay. right now with okay. one touchdown. So uh, we'll get into a couple players later down the road that are actually in that top five as well. So uh, next on the list, we have... Uh, someone that Packer fans might actually know, Chris Odom, uh, defensive lineman for the Packers, undrafted free agent from, I believe it was a couple years ago, 2015 or 16. He was actually... He was actually, yeah, undrafted 2017. Thank you. And was on Atlanta to start, I guess, preseason. Packers signed him actually the next day after he was let go by Atlanta. I threw seven games for the Packers. He had six tackles. 
So that's actually a highlight of all these players here yeah, as far as honestly, actually recording a, these, a statistic. A lot of these players really haven't even seen the field, so to see somebody out here who actually recorded some stats mm-hmm. is crazy. So he's playing for, um, like we said, the Salt Lake Stallions, who are, I guess, have five of the Packer players on their team, former Packers, um, whether they you know had a cup of coffee for the team or actually you know played a full season. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember anything about Chris Odom at all? Do you, um, it, it's, he didn't. He's not like one of those people that really stands out. I do no. remember seeing him, mm-hmm. but I mean, because this was only 2017 season that he was with them, played seven games. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if he's out there making tackles, we've heard of him once or twice, mm-hmm. but not super, super uh, memorable for me. Absolutely. Uh, I guess we have the fifth one on our list would be um, Greer Martini. Um, linebacker from Notre Dame this year. He was a tryout player as well. 6'3", 231, wore number 58 for the Packers. Never, obviously, saw the field. Um, I don't know if he even got much playing time in preseason, for what I recall. But that's, I guess, the Salt Lake Stallions, and that's who they have. So players on either side of the ball, defense, offense, like I said, number four running back right now as far as statistics, and Joel Blognan. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but that's who they have on their team right now. Let's quickly go to next team. Who do you want to go to? San Antonio? The Commanders? Yeah. yeah, let's go to San Antonio. Okay. We got a couple familiar names there. All right. Who so, are we starting with? We'll start off with uh, quarterback Marquise Williams. Mm-hmm. Definitely a more common name than really anybody on the Stanleys that we talked about. Sure. So what do we know about Marquise? Well, Williams, he actually had a tryout with Minnesota, uh, the Vikings, in 2016. Signed to the Packers. Um, before the preseason, he actually had pretty good statistics when he played at North Carolina. Um, quick, mobile quarterback, set some records, I believe, there. But, um, you know, four-year starter. He was actually the – I think he was – they had <clears> – so I was looking this up before we were recording. They actually had a um, – like, they have a draft, obviously, for the AAF. Duh. But they had, like, a quarterback-specific one. I want to say he was selected in the second or the uh, third round. So – be that as it may, he, you know, obviously was good enough to be selected there for them, but second round actually by the San Antonio Commanders right at the end of the second round. He's, you know, solid player. I don't think we ever saw him much for the playing for the Packers. Yeah. I do remember him like the Packers signing him like, oh, athletic like quarterback. Maybe he'll get some snaps. Maybe and number three quarterback and gone right didn't away. see anything. He ended up going to CFL. It looks like Saskatchewan so. Rough Riders, huh? Yep. Okay. Okay. So he went from one year with the Packers, maybe not even that, mm-hmm. to playing a little CFL. But yeah, he he was actually a pretty popular name for a hot minute there. So I'm looking at this too on his Wikipedia page. We're scrolling through. He was on the Atlanta Legends and then on the San Antonio Commanders. Very strange. But on this, it shows he was actually drafted by the Commanders. So when did he actually play for the Atlanta Legends? Is my question. I guess you can't always trust Wikipedia. Uh, but he—that's what my high school teacher said. I always believe them. This isn't, this isn't the them. first player that I've seen that where it really? says that they've played for like two different um, AAF teams. He was on their off-season team. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, next player, we'll get, we'll leave the better one for last. Is uh, Joey Mubu? Is that how you pronounce that, Mabu? That is a you're, great question. You're the you're the English literature I know, I, student. I remember wanting to be a teacher at one point, and then, <laughs> I, and then I see names like this, and I'm just like, there is no way that 
<laughs> like I was meant for this job. Joey Mbu. Oh, you said that better than I did. Mbu. Yep. We'll say it like that. Uh, I know he's a nose tackle. I think he played at the University of Houston. He was on their, I think it was second team AAC. Um, I don't know much about him. Uh, played for Atlanta, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Bounced around the league. Yeah, Falcons, Redskins, Colts, Packers. New team every year. Um, undrafted 2015, mm-hmm. but he, he did get some games. Uh, he has seven tackles in wow. the NFL recorded. Okay, okay. So he did more than Chris Odom. Yeah, he. I mean, none, none of those with the Packers. It seems like he he was in and out with them pretty quickly within mm-hmm. a couple months. But mm-hmm. I'm think like he he got most of his game his game experience early on with the with the Falcons. Sure. And then it just kind of trickled where he was just kind of bouncing around, not really seeing any playing time, practice squads, all that stuff. And now AAF. AAF, where the dreams are rehad. Where, yeah. uh, so to tie in a little bit, so currently as we're recording, it's Sunday night. Um, the San Antonio Commanders were playing the Orlando... Uh, who's the Orlando? Orlando Apollos. Uh, obviously, San Antonio has Joey Mabu. They also have J. Ron Elliott. Strip sack by J. Ron Elliott. Joey Mabu scoops and scores for a touchdown in the, I think it was the fir- second or third quarter of the game. Beautiful. Packer connection. Packer so, connections, which bring us to... Flawless transition. Yeah. J. Ron Elliott. Which, obviously, probably the most popular name... I think that's fair. That yeah. At least, like, I would argue. I'd say top three. Yeah. Definitely, two, definitely sure. one of the, the ones where you read it and you're like, okay, I know who this mm-hmm. guy is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Jaron Elliott, he played, played for the Packers for a couple years, um, mm-hmm. went and played for Dallas and then the Saints, but I don't think he really did anything with the Saints. A little like, special teams for what I remember. Squad, but yeah. Yeah, he, Elliott was not bad. No. Jaron Elliott was a solid player. Um Obviously from Toledo. I don't remember. Did the Packers draft him or did he get unsigned? I think it's a, yeah, he was an undrafted free agent from yeah. Toledo. So big body, 6'3", 250. Um, side note, there was a jersey store in the mall in Green Bay that I used to work at. Before I worked there, he'd actually always come in and talk to my buddy all the time. Like as soon as he got signed to the Packers, he'd like stop in and just like chop it up with him. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. But um, J-Roan, you know, in 2015, the Monday night game um, on C- or NBC versus the Seahawks, I think he had like a strip sack and a fumble, and he actually got the game ball in that game. Pretty cool for him. But number 91, many of you may remember him, long, lanky dude. But uh, he was, like Janelle said, undrafted free agent in 2014. He was traded, actually, to the Cowboys um, for a conditional seventh-round pick. Um, they almost just did that for um, replacing an injured player. I forget who it was. But so... You know, J. Ron Elliott, obviously, you know, strip sack today and his yeah, former mean, teammate, or not even teammate, I guess his former alumnus of the uh, the Packers, Joey Mabu, picks it up and scores a touchdown for the uh, San Antonio Commanders today. Yeah, and Elliott probably has the most stats of anyone we'll see on sure. our list. Uh, career stats, 57 tackles, four sacks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and an interception. And an interception. Yeah. That's pretty that cool. That interception was also, that was what was against the Seahawks. That was the Seahawks too? Yep. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, he he made a decent name for himself those couple years in the Definitely. league and with the Packers, so it's kind of cool to see him kind of being a star in the AAF now. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, not to go too further on him, but our episode, I believe we recorded 
two weeks ago. So, whichever, either Janelle's and I, last one or the one two times before, we talked about, like, uh, the outside linebackers are kind of on the fringe mm-hmm. coming to this next season. He would fall in that same type of category if he was still on the team or even back when we were, if we would record the episode two years ago, he'd be the same type of guy. Exactly. Where it's like, eh, long athletic dude, going to make the team. Replaceable, but still a great athlete. Exactly, so 100%. You, you can't take away credit for him, but... Definitely. Yeah, uh, definitely definitely one of the more popular Packer names in the AAF. Mm-hmm. As we go through these teams now, uh, you know, all the teams will have a player or two, but uh, we get less and less. So who's, uh, who's the next player or team up? Yeah, let's go to the Orlando Apollos. They have cool. a good handful. They have four, okay. four former players and one popular name that yes. we'll, we'll get to. So. Definitely. Uh, we'll start with wide receiver Charles Johnson. Sure, absolutely. Charles Johnson was an absolute... Beast coming out of Grand Valley State. Seventh round pick, 2013. Super fast. I want to say he ran like a 4-3-8-40. Um, good Madden player, by the way. Good Madden wanna, player? Yeah, good Madden player. He's like 6-3 and fast. That's always what you want. Um, didn't make a lot of... Didn't really do much for the Packers from what I recall. But when he uh, left the Packers, I believe he went to the Browns for a short spell and then went to the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And when he went to the Vikings, he had a stretch at the end of the, their year with him and Teddy Two Gloves, Bridgewater, just slinging it around. He actually ended up being a fantasy stud, kind of, like going into end of a regular season into the playoffs for fantasy football. And I believe posted like double-digit points for like six weeks straight, something crazy like that. So Charles Johnson was a, I mean, athletically, Probably one of the most athletic guys on the list that we've talked about or will talk about running that 40 and just um, never could see the field for the Packers. I was kind, say, of strange. Like he's kind of an underrated. It was really strange why he never saw the field for them. Um, at, from what I recall, I mean, may have played a couple preseason games, snaps, but uh, nothing in the regular season. But again, that was, you know, we're talking 2013, Janelle. Yeah. We know the Which receivers is... back then that the Packers had. So uh, that may be telling. For him, but like any, maybe if he would have been playing now versus then, he might be the number three receiver. Exactly. So we'll move on to um, O lineman Andrew Tiller, mm-hmm. who one of those rare guys on this list who was actually drafted. Yes, uh, he went in the sixth round overall, uh, pick one seventy nine in the two thousand twelve draft. He mm-hmm. was drafted by the Saints. And he bounced around to a lot of teams: Saints, then Chargers, then Packers, then Forty ers then Chiefs, then back to Saints. No, so not really sure. Let's see. Uh, he only played in those times. He only played twenty eight games mm-hmm. and only started fourteen. That's actually quite a few starts for. I mean, he was in the league. To, I mean, I guess he's in the league for six years, so it's yeah, you know, spot start here and there. But um, you know, this is a veteran when you look at it. The coming out of Syracuse, that's playing now in the AAF compared to most of these guys who are under 25, 26 years old. Um, do we remember anything from Andrew Tiller, and should we remember anything from him at all? Um, with the Packers, he was um, he signed to the practice squad in November 2013 and then was released August 2014. So he was with them for almost, almost, a, full a, year. almost a year, mm-hmm. but within that year. Right. Didn't do anything enough to bump him up to active roster. Gotcha, gotcha. But it looks like he kind of, um, with, I'm trying to see where he, kind of looks like he, um, with the 49ers is where he was kind of getting a lot of those reps. Mm-hmm. Needed almost, where we got a couple injuries along the way. Yeah, so cool. that's kind of just 
his little take. Um, sure. Actually drafted, though, which is kind of rare to see in this league. So Definitely. we'll move on to another offensive lineman, Jordan McRae. Okay, what do we know about Jordan McRae? Jordan McRae. What connection does he have to the Packers right now? Do you have any idea? There is a McRae, isn't there? Justin McRae. Yeah. That's his twin brother. Twin brother. So I start doing the research. I was like, I, I kind of looked at this, and I was like, there, there's no way that's thought the it was same a typo. McRae. So I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, Jordan McRae, got it. I'm like, dang, they look pretty familiar, Justin McRae. I'm like, okay, they're probably brothers. I get it. I'm like, and I'm bouncing back and forth, and I'm like, born 92. Got it, born 92. And I look back, and I'm like, born in May. Both born in May. I'm like, they're twins. Like, who would have known? So I found out the same thing about Aaron Jones one day. Who's Aaron Jones twins with? Or not twins, but brothers with. Um, there is someone. You're right. Yeah. I, I can't remember his name, which I feel bad for, because it's just kind of coming off the top of my head. But another one of those mysterious, wow, I didn't realize you had a twin brother until you tweeted happy birthday to your twin on Twitter. I'm going to have to find the tweet. That's but, crazy. Uh, Jordan so McCray all and these hidden twins out here. Love it. Jordan McCray and Justin McCray actually played together at uh, Central Florida, both guards. So, I mean... That's the connection I have for Jordan McRae. Not not much else is outside of that for me, but um, so we got like the double Packer connection here. Double Packers, yeah, for sure. Uh, now now you want me, now I'm just trying to look up where Aaron Jones has a connection with someone, and I'm not successful right now. So anything else from Jordan McRae for you? Uh, no. Let's move on to. Another one of those very popular Packer names. Sure. Yep. Cornerback uh, Ladarius Gunter. Definitely. Who, I mean, pretty popular these last couple of years, especially with injuries mm-hmm. in that backfield. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, another undrafted in 2015. Um, he was with the Panthers um, following the Packers. But, yeah, with the Packers for two seasons and then the Panthers. Looks like he kind of took a year off. Sure. Because he was with the Panthers 2017. And then now is with the uh, Orlando Apollos mm-hmm. in 2019. But, I mean, he didn't have Almost a hor- like two years that it would almost be, wouldn't it be? Because you'd get done in February or January and then come around, come around again. Well, now I guess like a year and a half. But, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's, it's crazy how so- – there's a couple people on the list. We probably already passed over them. But there's a few guys. I think Chris Odom was one where he's out of football for like two years. So it's just like that story I'd love to know, like where these guys are working out. Are they going back to their college? We got a high school where they're from working out. Like they're going just to your local like Planet Fitness or Anytime Fitness. Yeah. I'd love to know the regimen these guys are on just to stay active. But um, like you said, Ladarius Gunther, undrafted free agent from Miami for the Packers. And I had a friend of mine who was a big Ladarius Gunther fan at the time just because he was a big body and – from yeah. Miami, so he made the connection of you know him and Sam Shields. That's what he really wanted, and surprisingly, he was kind of correct. Actually, Ladarius Gunter was productive with the Packers. Um, not the fleetest of foot, we'll say, but um, was serviceable. Um, big highlight if you want the 2016 playoff game versus the Giants. He essentially, air quotes, locked down Odell Beckham. Only led him to four grabs for 28 yards. I think Odell Beckham was a little seasick or, you know, didn't have his land legs yet because that was the game right after where he was um, down with Trey Songs and a bunch of other uh, rappers and athletes on a cruise. And I was I think, at that game. Were you? Yep, I was. Good was game to first, be at. 
Uh, yeah, it was. It was the first game that my entire family all went to together. That's and it was awesome. a great one. Definitely. But yeah, he was he was fantastic in that game. And I mean, kind of one of these career highlights in kind of two seasons mm-hmm. in the NFL, 12 pass deflections. That's pretty good. That's actually a pretty pretty good number for somebody who goes undrafted and really doesn't have all that much experience in mm-hmm. the NFL only a couple of years, not even really out of rookie status. Definitely. So, yeah, he I think he did just fine with the Packers. I mean, another one of those. He's replaceable, but he did well mm-hmm. when he was in his position. There yeah. was, obviously, every player, there's a couple times you're like, okay, you got to do that better, you got to do that better. But given the circumstances coming in undrafted and a, like years where we were really struggling with injuries, and I mean, still are, but just like those few years were really, really bad. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean, there's a couple games where he was the number one corner for us. Yeah. And, like, I, I mean, think that if was he's most of that year. OBJ. Yeah, that's a good point. That kind of says, okay, he he went from um, preseason just kind of like trying to figure out he earned his spot on the 53-man roster and then eventually makes it to the the postseason Mm -hmm. and gets to cover players like OBJ. So he earned a lot of what he worked for. Definitely. And I'm sure we'll see a lot of really good highlights from him coming out of the AAF. But that covers the Apollos. Apollos. They, They had a big big group there um and then we go to memphis express sure only one one single player there only one rajon neal uh i felt like when i was looking him up before we were recording i was like i'm gonna find something on rajon neal as far as when he was with the packers and there's not much i thought he actually was on the active roster at one time um he was not he was on the practice squad kind of on ir injury settlement so he never really did much. I want to say maybe it was when he was on, like, the Steelers, maybe, that he came across my radar again, where yeah, I was remembering him. Yeah, because his name sounds familiar. He but... was on a couple different teams, and so, I, outside of that, I mean, he didn't really, again, he just, he I just one of those names, again, where it's just like, oh, because I follow the Packers so much, or I'm so obsessed with them, like, any player that may have, you know, been with them for 10 days is like, oh, this is a guy that I'm just going to remember, so... Not much for Rajon Neal. Started undrafted with the Packers, like I said, in 2014 from out of Tennessee. Then went from Miami to the Raiders, the Steelers, the Browns, Memphis Express, who he is currently on. Um, not doing anything statistically that stu- stuck out to me so far for them. Um, but that's the only player for the uh, Memphis Express. Anything you'd like to, to add with him? Not really much to add. I think you said it all. I mean, okay, I don't think to, there was much. Yeah, kind of hard to find good stats on him, good intel. But mm-hmm. we'll move on to the Birmingham Iron. Who sure. You kind of said is going to be your team. That's my for squad. The That's my squad. Uh, Alabama does not have a professional sports team. Um, that is the team I'm going to run with right now. I wanted to pick a team that had like a really good quarterback. They don't really have that. I don't think any of the co- or any of the teams in the AAF really. Are quarterback heavy? Not quarterback heavy by any means. So kind of took a step back. I was like, well, what about coaches? Like, I kind of like Mark Martz, but he's not the coach for them. I think Mike Riley's actually the coach for the Birmingham Iron. Um, He's coached for Nebraska for a number of years and has been around just football basically for decades. So um, Birmingham Iron, my grandma is actually a Birmingham Iron fan. I can confirm that. I was visiting her this weekend. She asked me about the AAF, which... I was blown away she even knew what that was, let alone had a dog in the race, and it was the Birmingham Iron. I'm like, I thought she was, like, screwing with me. I thought she would like, talked to my dad. Him and I had talked about it, like, two weeks ago. But 
Uh, yeah, Birmingham Iron. They have Trent Richardson, who's probably one of the more notable players in the AAF right now. Um, still managing his you know sub three yards per carry for the yeah. AAF, <laughs> so he's just trucking right along on his second uh, second wave to back the NFL. But the Birmingham Iron, I'm going to start with saying their coach. Um, I did say it was Mike Riley. That's not true. It's Tim Lewis, who's actually drafted by the Packers in 1983. First round draft pick for them. Um, I don't even know what position he played. I probably should have looked that up a little closer, but I think he's a defensive guy, if I'm not mistaken. Defensive secondary guy. So he's their coach. And then we go into players. Uh, Ladarius Perkins is an undrafted free agent um, the Packers had in 2014. Uh, what do we know about Ladarius Perkins, uh, who is a running back? Yeah, I kind of noticed, um, just kind of looking at his player history, and he kind of bounced back and forth between NFL and CFL. Okay, So he'd be really? with an NFL team and then go CFL. And That's then strange. NFL. Yeah, I'm trying to think if you want to kind of no, say I mean, your piece on him, if I can figure out. No, I, like I said, Ladarius Perkins is a guy that, as a running back, I feel like I would know who that is. I don't know who he is. I don't really know what he's done. It's, it's interesting, though, that you're saying that he bounced back from – NFL, the CFL, NFL, the CFL, because I don't think that happens a ton, like, from what I've just observed players, but, I mean, yeah, I'm his, looking right here. Yeah, his career history, so um, undrafted in 2014, mm-hmm. and then with the Packers, then 2014, still, he goes to the Omaha Mammoths, and mm-hmm. then still in 2014, he goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then 2015, he goes to the Brooklyn Bolts, and then in 2015, again, he comes back to Indianapolis Colts. And then 2016-2017 season, he goes to the Edmonton Eskimos. Sure. So, yeah, just really bouncing all over the place. Don't really know where he was 2018, but now 2019, he's with Birmingham Iron. Very so, strange. yeah, he really bounced back and forth. And it was, like, in season, too, it seems he was bouncing. So, yeah, not really sure what was going on with that, if there was any personal reason for that. But, yeah, he just kind of... Good agent, possibly. Get yeah. Him, getting him... Get him on the field. Just kind of getting him out there. Definitely. i got to go back to Tim Lewis, though. He was the 11th overall pick for the Packers, cornerback out of the University of Pittsburgh. He's actually, I do remember this, his career was cut short because of a neck injury. Um, And doing more research in 2006, when Mike McCarthy was hired, he was actually one of the candidates because he was the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants at the time. So he was in the running, actually, to possibly be the Packers head coach. Okay. Um, So... Go back to what you're talking about. Ladarius yeah. Jenkins. Perkins. Perkins, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. It could have been Ladarius Jenkins. It would be make no difference to me. Yeah, bounce back and forth, but I don't think he didn't have any NFL game experience. So No. Maybe uh, maybe it was good then that he was bouncing back. Maybe he was trying to go to CFL, get some experience, come back, hopefully get uh, NFL game time, which mm-hmm. he unfortunately didn't. No. But, yeah, 28 years old, running back. He, yep, back... Back in the U.S., still playing, get, for the, playing for the Iron. Still getting play. Uh, yeah. The last player for the Birmingham Iron is uh, Beniquis Brown. This is one of the other players that I would say Janelle and I were just like, what do we got from this guy? Undrafted, practice squad dude in 2016. Didn't really play football until now playing for the Birmingham Iron. That's, what do we got, Janelle? Like favorite it. food, favorite color? Yeah, do we have anything off off this man? A, a difficult man to find anything about. Definitely, there's not. I mean, there's not much on him. Um, I don't even know where he went to school. Actually, I didn't even bother to look. But let's take a peek here. Uh, most of these players, actually, it's it's interesting to see that 
they are from some like highly touted schools too. That the, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean. That, so it's like they're still climbing they're the crop. They're not coming from nowhere schools, right? Mississippi State. So I mean, he played with uh, Dan Mullen when Dan was still coaching there. So um, let's go now to let's go to the Atlanta Legends. Does that work for you? Yeah. There's two of them: um, a receiver and a quarterback. Cornerback. Which one do you want to take first? Um, yeah, let's talk about wide receiver Monty Crockett. Okay. 25 years old, undrafted in 2017. Um, he originally signed with the Packers and was only with them for a few months from May to September mm-hmm. of that year. No game experience, but that's not uncommon yeah. in the AAF. So, I mean, no. not having game experience, he can still come into this league and gain that experience. Mm-hmm. So, Monty Crockett looks like he had played for six or seven different teams before he's now with the Atlanta Legends. Um, played at Georgia Southern, but notably, uh, when I was looking it up, he had only 32 catches in his career at Georgia Southern with like 530 yards, but also did have like 15 carries, 144 yards, and a couple touchdowns you know, combined. So, I'm guessing the reason he was in the league so long is just because he was so athletic, such a speedster. Um, little you know scat back type that actually can make some plays. Uh, don't remember like you said seeing any playing time with the Packers. He was only you know signed as an undrafted free agent in 2017 and was cut um, September 2nd of that same year. So right you know right as the final cuts were being made, possibly could have been a return man for them if they would have kept him along. But um, that's what we have on Monte Crockett. The second one is Donatello Brown who. Really fun name. Just brings me back to my childhood with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So Yeah, I think this is the first time I've ever seen somebody actually named Donatello, and I'm just doing some research. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool just to have that. So Donatello Brown, he was undrafted in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember who he was originally signed to, if it was the Packers. He signed to the Packers. In- yeah, he was on the to Packers. The practice That's squad. all they had. He was on the practice yeah. squad. He, but he, he did make it to active roster. He did. He played in four November games. November 2017. Four games. And then, so he signed active roster November you, 2017 like, and then just, released uh, September 2018. Just pause. Like, how could a guy like Donatello Brown, who undrafted free agent from Valdosta State, get four <laughs> games played for the Packers? Like, Versus that's cr- some of these other guys? Yeah, and like, it's, I guess he didn't start games. I think he was more of a special teams dude from what I remember too, but like... But then we look at the year, 2017, Yeah, and he's a cornerback. Yeah. Is that why he was getting uh, reps? Yeah. Probably. I think, I think that's exactly why, but just weird. I remember him seeing on the field uh, for, I remember seeing him on the field for the Packers and being like, who the heck is this that, guy? Like those years, it was a, a lot of who is this guy. And yeah, which, he's, he's one of those guys. Definitely. Uh, that's all they had for the Atlanta Legends. It looks like another team we have left now is the Atlanta Hot or excuse me, Arizona Hot Shots. Yep, this is kind of a popular. This is popular. popular. Let's start with the more less fun one. So Josh Allen. Guard. Not that Josh Allen. Not, well, <laughs> and not the other Josh Allen. There, there's many Josh Allens. So Josh Allen, guard. Uh, yeah. Undrafted 2014. What else do we know about Josh Allen? Um, he originally was signed with the Buccaneers. I think he kept kind of coming full circle with the Buccaneers, but he was with... He's only with the Packers on their practice squad, practice squad for 20 days. And That's not long. No. He, he only played three NFL games in his career, but those were all with the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, only 20 days with the Packers. Um, not the most popular Josh Allen. No, in, no. I in, would say pro- football. <laughs> maybe the third 
Definitely popular. hard to find information on him because obviously you get Josh Allen for the Bills and then Josh Allen in the draft. Mm-hmm. So trying to dig deep for Josh Allen, the guard in the AAF. There's um, probably more Josh Allen guards that played basketball than there are probably, guard, yeah, NFL exactly. football guards. Like we uh, need we need a little bit more diversity with football names. I think mm-hmm. is the lesson here. Uh, digging a little deeper is the center Patrick Lewis. He was an undrafted free agent in 2013 from Texas A&M. Played for the Aggies. Uh, he was released before the season started. So got a look. Didn't last. Yeah, he... What yeah. else got on Patrick Lewis? Originally signed with the Packers, like you said. Um, wasn't there that long. He was there from May to August of 2013. But he did get a lot of game time with the Seahawks. He had really? 16 NFL games with 13 starts. Wow. And I think that was due to injury, if I'm correct. Mm, it's, it it's, started out with injury and then eventually um, kind of tumbled into... His, like it being a career for him, but for sure. then eventually was released. Yeah, so it uh, wasn't it wasn't that long that he got that moment, but yeah, still sixteen NFL games. That's um, almost as much as we've seen, I think, aside from Elliot. Yeah, and um, it's some or and Gunther, Gunther too, but like it's someone that we don't even really know about yeah. or whatever even hit Somebody on. Somebody who actually got game time. Sure. Uh, so those are two unsexy ones. The two more, I guess, a couple actually. There's the fun ones. I want to mix one in here. Um, Probably not on your list, but it was on the Wisconsin Journal list. Uh, Jacob, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher this. Jacob Onsasorgi, Onsasorgi, you know, one of those great Wisconsin names. Um, (laughs) He was an offensive lineman. Uh, He went to South Dakota State. Um, He actually played his high school ball at Wanakee High School. Uh, Undrafted in 2018, signed with the Cowboys this past year. Didn't make their final cuts, but now is getting playing time for the Arizona Hot Shots. So it's cool to see. So it's another secret Wisconsin connection for secret, the Hot Shots. Secret Wisconsin connection, exactly. Uh, so that would be the fifth to actually on the list once we get down to this. But let's go number uh, three, or actually be four now. My math sucks. Uh, would be Carl Bradford. Uh, Fourth-round pick in 2014, linebacker. Yeah, I think this is only the second player we've seen that was actually drafted, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fourth this is the first pick. one by the Packers, and, actually, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, this is a Packer draft yeah. pick. So fourth, fourth round, 121st overall in 2014. Mm-hmm. And he was with them for a couple years. But he he was inactive his entire rookie season. Yep. And then was practice squad his second year and eventually promoted to active roster. Only stats were five total tackles. Yeah. So Played three or four games, but I remember late in the season. Um, this was a player that Janelle and I were – adamant that he had played more than three or four games we, I, we thought for sure he'd been the team like, longer or something and we could not come up with there's got to be a different bradford and it's not Corey. it's thinking. not Corey. we it's not Corey bradford promise no like we are stuck and i'm gonna figure this out but yeah so Carl and sam Brad- bradford didn't pay for the packers ever so no <laughs> and yeah so only five total tackles that's why i'm like this isn't the same guy that i'm thinking of right i want i was trying to think because Unless I'm just not thinking the same name, I no, thought I, I was. No, I, I I thought there was someone too, but who who was really hard hitting yeah. linebacker. So I don't know. Maybe my my brain is playing tricks on me. But mm-hmm. yeah, Carl Bradford. He had only a couple games, five total tackles, and then he did go play some CFL before mm-hmm. joining the AAF. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Carl Bradford, the only one on this list that was truly drafted by the Packers. Definitely. Uh, and the last one for the Arizona Hot Shots would be uh, Darrell Presley, uh, 26 years old, undrafted in, I guess it would have been, what do you got, 2016. 
Um, currently, number two running back in yards for the AAF, playing for the Arizona Hotshots. Only had nine games for the Packers, so that's less games or nine days actually. Excuse yeah. me, nine games. He was wow. he was only with the Packers nine for nine days. days that's in so weird. Can you imagine being signed to a team and like living there for nine days and like? And I I kind of wonder because he was originally signed by the Vikings. Okay. If they were just trying to get some like little intel and then give him the boot, I love that. Because I mean, nine days. Like, what did they think they were going to get out of him? I don't. Mm. Maybe I'm, just, they, I'm just trying to think. Put myself in like living somewhere for nine days and then moving again. Like that's yeah, it's crazy. But I wouldn't even be unpacked. He he did not appear in any NFL games, but he has some notable AAF plays. What do you got? He so he had a 64. He had 64 rushing yards and 30 yard a 30 yard touchdown reception in the opener, and it earned him the AAF. Team of the Week honors. Dang. So he's the only one on this list that has really earned any honors mm-hmm. through the AAF. That's pretty so, good. Good for him. I mean, nine days with the Packers, we still get that connection mm-hmm. in here that we can brag about a little bit. So that's all the players, though. That Is that it? That's all the teams? There's eight teams. Was, yeah, yep, you're right. There's only eight teams. Oh, Daryl Green. We didn't talk. Did we talk about Daryl Green from the San Diego Fleet? I don't think we made. There's it not home. much to talk about though, because that was one of the like one of the five. Oh, he was that, way down at the no, bottom. No, and my it's list. like <laughs> it'd be great if it was Daryl Green, the defensive back that played for the Redskins back in the day, but like it's not. So I, I think he played for when I looked it up, he played for the um, the Eagles for a minute. Um, offensive lineman, he was a guard. That's that's really all I had on Daryl Green. I don't know if you had anything else for him, but no, no, I, very very uh, forgetful. I almost forgot about him. No, I which... I don't blame you. Uh, so that's what we we want to tie that in with the AAF. I don't know if anyone's watching currently because I'm going to start watching the games a little bit more. It won't last too long for me because I'm more of a college basketball fan this time of the year when I get the chance to watch any sports. Um, but it's cool to see. I, I really, Janelle, like you started the episode saying, it's cool to see guys get a second chance. And I love, for me, it's a, it's a fun way to go back and, you know, you see a guy, like I'm just going to go through some, like Akeem Hunt or um, Kenneth Faro or, you know, Christian Hackenberg, who I know has had a tough go of it so far. But there's certain players that you hear about and you're like, dang, that guy was, that guy wasn't great, but there was some chatter about him, like a guy like Christian yeah, Hackenberg. exactly. Or Kenneth Farrow. I know he had you know some playing time, I believe, it was for the, the Chargers or the, the Niners. But it's just cool to see someone get a second chance. And it's, we were talking before the episode, Janelle, how there's the G League for the, you know, the NBA that has progressed over the last couple of years, you know, transitioning from the D League. Guys now get more money being the G League. It's rebranded. You know, you have the NHL who has... The AHL. Yeah, please. like there's these professional teams with... Feeders. Baseball has feeder teams. One of the best. Yeah. Baseball does. Exactly. So we we're kind of talking about how, what can, what other attributes can the AAF provide? Because let's say we see it a lot in baseball. If a player is injured, they usually, when they're coming back, they start with with their kind of feeder team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then work their way back mm-hmm. up. And I know NHL does it. I'm sure basketball does it. Where instead of just jumping right into um, the professional like big time sport they kind of take that step to recovery yeah by playing in the feeder league sure well, so i'm kind of wondering like there's could a couple AAF... logistical team er, logistical teams there's a couple logistical things with that one being the season the season starts after the nfl's done so it's 
if a guy's injured and going into that league, it's like, well, why wouldn't you take the time, you know, up until May or June when the team starts getting back together, take that off. So that's one. Two is it's actually not affiliated with the NFL yet. Mm-hmm. I know there's a huge push for it, it sounded like, when I watched, I guess, it would have been a couple, I guess, the first games on that Saturday or Sunday last weekend. Um, they were just talking about, you know, the interviewers or the, the reporters, excuse me, were you know asking some of these executives, some of these men I had mentioned right start the episode, um, you know, guys like Heinz Ward, they're asking, you know, is that the push, you know, for the NFL to be affiliated with the AF? And they're like, well, you know, of course, you know, everyone wants that, but it's got to be a natural progression to get there. Yeah. And logistically, you know, with the season, the way it's set up, it doesn't really work that way. I would say, if anything, Janelle, if the NFL can at least take something from the AAF and apply it to themselves, I think that'd be great, whether it be some new rules. I know they have a, a you know a different onside kick rule. They have a different overtime rules. Anything along those lines, if the NFL can, you know, swallow their pride a little bit, because we've seen them kind of be very stubborn over the years, be like, hey, you know, we like what they're doing, give them a nod and, you know, take it for what it is and carry it on. So it's it's a good start for the AAF. I think they had some really, really good ratings their first weekend. Um, I believe it competed, it just beat out the, um, it was the Oklahoma City Thunder and Houston Rockets game as far as ratings, which those that game was on ABC too. It's not like that game's on TNT or NBA yeah. TV. I mean, they <laughs> went up side by side on a CBS network or an NFL network with an ABC game with, you know, back-to-back NBA MVPs and yeah. beat them. So I think that says a lot of what this country wants as far as sports. They love the NFL. Or they love they love football. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, um, we kind of wonder one day if they'll be affiliated with it. If, I mean, would, could this be a transition to, like, NFL teams having feeder teams, like those kind of teams that um, you can just – Kind of yeah. get your reps back because yeah, obviously it's not during the same season. So you wonder, okay, if like a player is going through rehab, like is there some connection they could have to kind of just get reps mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they go and meet up with their teams for right. training camp? Right. So And the weird thing, not to cut you off, but like just let's just look. Let's fast forward to like April. The players. Let's. I just want to go through a full timeline. So players are after in April. You know, he gets with the team a couple weeks after that, two months, whatever it is. Then he goes into minicamp, then it's training camp, then it's preseason. Then the league starts. It goes September to January. Well, how do you do that then? Do you tell a guy he's got to go play then the next week in the AAF and then do the yeah. whole thing? Like, that's that's the part where me, it's yeah, like, you're not actually giving a guy. A yeah, to... exactly. You're not giving a guy enough time to recover. So, one way or another, something's going to have to give if the AAF wants to be a part of the NFL, I think. That would be. They're going to have to, you know, somehow do that and, you know, take away ratings. But maybe they want to be their own. Maybe they want to... Yeah, maybe know, they'll never actually be affiliated. And they just want to be their own kind of football, which, I mean, at this point, like, it, they're doing just fine. Yeah, with it's working. only being in the league for strange, 20 days. Yeah, so. strange how they actually, the NFL is letting them have a couple games in the NFL network. That was the part to me that I was very, you know, scratching my head because it didn't seem... It just was a weird. It was very strange. That's all I could say. Yeah, and now that I kind of think of it, think about it a little bit, like, do I think it'd be kind of cool to have them affiliated so that if a player needs to get those extra reps in a game, they could. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I kind of like the idea of them being their own thing mm-hmm. and not having to follow the NFL rules because, I mean, this is football that kind of gets us away from some of those rules that we don't like in mm-hmm. the NFL. 
and maybe now this could be a stepping stone to new rules in the NFL sure. if people start to see like hey like this is how they're doing things maybe we should start doing like that too because the fans obviously respond better to it yeah so I yeah. think like this is a huge step in the football world Definitely. in general Definitely. like overall this is huge and yeah. more football What's not we to love? We get more weeks of football. What's not to love? Uh, XFL starts in what next year or two years from now too. So we'll see what uh, Mr. McMahon's got going that way. Um, final few things here. One, do you have a fan, or are you a fan of any team yet, Janelle? Is there any team that you were like? We read the team names. You saw the colors. You saw the logos. Yeah, you I saw think the players. I only actually ruled out one team, and that was simply because. Their colors were purple. Atlanta Legends out. No yeah. Atlanta Legends fans. So I have seven other teams to choose You're from. You're a free agent. I'm a free agent right now. So okay. if you want to convince me to cheer for your team, like, let me hear your bids. But, yeah, there wasn't – I was kind of looking to see if there was one of those players that really just stood out to me that I'm like, oh, I really want to watch this guy. Well, you said – did you say Scott Tolzien is in no, – Scott he, Tolzien? He no, he was. He it's, was. Exactly. Scott Tolzien was on – I believe the San Diego Fleet and then retired, or the Birmingham Iron and retired one of the two. But, <clears> like, I mean, if, that would have been a good guy. If to, Scott Tolzien was in it, I would have been cheering for his that team. Been a good I, I was a for. big Scott Tolzien okay, fan. Okay, So, uh, but with him gone, I'm a free agent. Final news for the day for the Packers. It is Jake Kumro's birthday. February 17th, he is 27 years old. As we're recording this. As we're recording. Yep. He is probably enjoying himself, I would imagine. But... That is our rundown for the AAF and the affiliates affiliation with the Green Bay Packers or Wisconsin. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's a couple that we missed along the way. Feel free to tweet us or respond and say, who's your favorite player that we just mentioned? If there's none that you actually remembered, you're probably not alone. If there's a couple guys that you you know have a distant memory of that you'd want to share with us, please do. I would love to hear it. I know Janelle would like to hear it. Yeah, if you have some memory that we don't even know it happened about one of these players, I'd love to see it. Maybe they saw them out in Green Bay because that would happen with yeah. a player like this. You're just like, oh, like, actually. Is there any of these guys you saw kind of at like, um, practice, mm-hmm. in the open practice, and you're like, oh, I really like this guy, mm-hmm. and were you disappointed to see them go? Because mm-hmm. I know, like, I, I really like Michael Clark, so when he just kind of announced he was retiring, I was really upset about it. For so. sure. You're not the only one. Uh, this was episode 209 of the Packaday Podcast. You can find all the Packaday Podcast content on Twitter, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Where else is there? Buzzsprout. Oh, gosh. There's basically anywhere you can find a podcast. You can ask Alexa to play Packaday Podcast. Have you actually done that yet? I have not. I okay. Don't have, I, I, have don't... An, I don't have an Alexa in my apartment, but when I go home, my <laughs> okay. parents have an Alexa. Okay. So I'm going to test it out. Fair enough. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore F-R-A underscore. Janelle, where can they find all of your Packer content? Yep, you can find me at Big Mac underscore four on Twitter. Fantastic. Um, that is all we have for you guys today on episode 209. Keep chugging through on this cold, cold winters in Wisconsin. Some of you are probably lucky enough to be listening in other parts of the country or the world. Come find out. We have fans in Germany, Scotland. Where else am I missing that you've heard of lately? That's the two I've um, got. Yeah, those. I feel bad if I'm forgetting one, but yeah, yeah, we appreciate all the international fans, especially and our you know local fans too. But um, like I said, this is episode two and nine of the Pack a Day podcast. Let's keep plugging through the slow time of the 
Packers season, and we'll get you up and ready for the NFL draft in the coming weeks. And you know, how do we end every episode? Six-yard line of Dallas, they empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Backpedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Good! 30! Turns up field, 25! Cutting right to the 20! 15! 10! 5! Devontae Adams to the south end zone for the touchdown! Rodgers looks it over, starts to his left. Now he moves, starts to the right side. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, being flushed. Rolling left, winds up. Rainbows it high and deep into the end zone. It's high. What did it caught? It is caught for a touchdown. Yes! A When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.